Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Thursday, the 25th of November. My name is Ben. On the line is Andrew. How are you, mate? Well, he's gone. Richard Maidley. He's uh, he's left the jungle. He's lost. <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong podcast. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Wow. It's not with a joke. I'm stunned, mate. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Uh, I think last night we we're messaging each other, just uh, fixing up a time to do this, and mm. uh, it is currently five minutes past eleven. So um, we we said eleven o'clock. And I think you said, yeah, this will be a quite a quick one, really. Not too much to, to say after the <laughs> yeah. after the Reading game. Uh, and as it happens, we're probably not going to talk about the Reading game very much at all. Um, let's just let's just start with this. Uh, the the real important thing, I guess, the the most important thing that uh, happened this week is obviously the uh, terrible situation with with John Fleck during um, during Tuesday night's game with Reading. Uh, great to hear from United that. Um, Fleck has been discharged from hospital. Uh, so he returned to Sheffield yesterday. Uh, he was conscious when he was taken to the hospital. Uh, and yeah, after staying in overnight, he's been allowed home and will be monitored. So yeah, that was um, obviously a really, really serious, scary incident. Like really, yeah. I- I've never seen anything like that in person before at a football game. I don't really want to... I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much, just because it's a bit no. disrespectful of him. I guess just to say, you know, we wish him and uh, his family all the best. Hope he makes a, you know, a, a total recovery and there's no sort of long term effects from it. But yeah, well, just... was, I, I said on S two that um, whatever you think about Flex performance or whatever this season, this is a guy who's one hundred percent a club legend. Mm-hmm. You, when, when once he retires and in ten years' time, and you're thinking about, oh, remember John Flex? You're not going to be thinking about his performances this season you're going to be thinking about that goal against Wednesday or Northampton or yeah. Coventry when we got promoted or the the five goals in the Premier League double against Villa and he's just his all-round performances uh, obviously everyone hopes he gets better I think the outpouring of support for him you know hopefully he's he's aware of that and yeah get better soon and hopefully it was just a just a sort of a, a freak incident that it's not going to leave him with any long-term damage or anything yeah, indeed. And uh, I guess just final word on it, um, you know, credit to the referee for stopping the game so quickly, the, the uh, you know, medical staff that attended him. I think, uh, I mean, I I didn't see this too well because I was quite a long way away, but I think one of our players did put him in a recovery position as well quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and obviously all the medical staff uh, uh, at the hospital and the ground um, that have, you know, took care of him as quickly as possible and uh yeah all all the best john fleck i really um yeah really hope he's uh well on the way to recovery from that but yeah scary stuff mate and i wanted to um yeah couldn't couldn't not mention that 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 overshadowed i guess a lot of the a lot of the game uh on tuesday made made it feel a little bit immaterial i suppose um yeah but uh yeah there we go let's uh well let's move on to something less less serious but um it's probably going to dominate headlines even more so i, I mentioned it's uh yeah it's five, about five past eleven uh i went for a, a lovely run this morning it's a beautiful winter's day i was listening to a, an nfl podcast sort of at the same time kind of thinking about what i was going to say about the uh, about the reading game uh and maybe about bristol city as well ahead of recording this check my phone when i get back and uh, john percy of the telegraph i think had reported this is about mm. half, half past nine i think it's about an hour and a half ago that Yukanovic uh, is on his way out. So VC Yukanovic is leaving Sheffield United. That pretty quickly gets confirmed by local media as well. We, I guess we're just waiting for an official statement from the club at this point. Well, that'll only take about five days, judging by, <laughs> judging by last time. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I mean, I think we can say with, with pretty much total certainty that Yukanovic is leaving United. What the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to get... I mean, I think once we find out for sure whether he walked or he was sacked, and I think a lot of the journalists seem to be saying he was sacked, which I'm really surprised about because, you know, when everyone's ever, ever come up to me saying, like, oh, in a couple of months he'll be sacked, you kind of itch. I'm like, we can't afford it. We're not going to sack him. Mm. And it does look like that. I could, obviously, this could be very dated very quickly, but it does look like he has been sacked. So um, I'm, I'm stunned. I think if he'd have walked... I would have been stunned, but also thinking, well, obviously he's not been given any money in January. The fact he's been sacked, I don't really know what the hell's going on, to be honest. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I've, I, I don't know how to react apart from none of the 
none of the possible explanations are good if you're a fan of Sheffield United, no. basically. Um, oh, where where to start on this? So yeah, I mentioned I mentioned time uh, a couple of a couple of times there. This is going to be probably our least prepared podcast. We are pretty much reacting in real time to this, but you know we were going to we were scheduled to record at this time anyway. So we yeah. we decided to go ahead with it rather than um, yeah giving ourselves more thinking time, I suppose. Um, I mean, I guess that one of the weird things is like, you know, Yukanovich, I, I hardly knew him. I have no real feelings either way on him as a manager, I think. Any, anything you want to say about that? Today, uh, yeah, I feel sorry for him because I don't dislike him. And it's, un- it's unlike when Sheffield United managers leave, even under Wilder, a lot of people dislike them for whatever reason. It's not often that they leave and because they've got uh, poached by another club, I think. Hmm. Oh, and only Howard Kendall has that happened to, I think, at the top of my head. Did Gary Speed leave us for the Wales oh, show? Of course, Gary Speed. Were not, Gary Speed, very s- sort of similar, I think, to Jukanovic, actually, in that hmm. sense. that In terms of his managerial tenure at United, I've got nothing to think about the Gary Speed era, if you know what I mean. I can't... I know we were struggling. I know we got worse when he left, but... He didn't really do anything spectacular himself as well. This is Jukanovic. I've got nothing bad to say about him and nothing great to say about him. It was just the biggest meh of a of a you know a, a tenure that I've I think I've I can remember certainly since Gary Speed. Yeah, uh, it's been. Uh, I guess to defend Jukanovic, if we if we take the assumption that he's been sacked, I suppose as an mm. assumption, I think he's been handed a. I think he has been handed a very poor hand here. He I really mean, has. And yeah. yeah, the the players are much worse than probably he was reasonably expecting. Uh, we were slow bringing in new players. We didn't bring in uh, the players to support the kind of system that he wants to play. No. You know, you think, what are we on? Are we on like game 19 now or something like that? We've played 19, 20 games. And I mean, and this... And this is where I think you can say, look, it's it's not working from, uh, like, he's not doing a good enough job, or he wasn't doing yeah. a good enough job, I suppose. I said after the last game, I thought it was the first time we looked poorly coached. I don't like that we've defaulted back to a three-five-two, which, all right, it's got, um, you know, a couple of fairly positive results in the last couple of weeks, but has also stymied anything that made us quite interesting to watch and, you know, look like it might be a, a blueprint for, for future success. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt this team should be doing better than where they are. Well, I we think. said, and I think in the last couple of weeks, we've said that we don't think this team's good enough to be top six. Uh, people disagree with that. I, I still, we'll see, I suppose, now, won't we? Whoever comes in next. Mm. But but they should be doing better. I think they're better than, I don't even know where we are now, but I think we're 16th, but we're 18th when I said it. But yeah. they should be doing better than that. I don't think he's, he's certainly not got the best out of what we do have. I think the on the Not Top 20 podcast after we lost to Blackpool at home, one of them said, if this was just an unknown manager that they brought in from Serbia, who'd never managed in England before, you'd be saying, right, everyone would be wanting him out. It's only Jakanovic's mm. record, really, that has kept people keeping faith with him because we've seen the great teams that he's produced. If you take him as a, as a single case, yeah, I think there's not really that much to defend other than he has been given a, a bit of a duff hand, I think. Yeah, I guess you can't say he's done a good job, can you? I think we. No, you can't. I, don't, I think I think you can say he's been below average. That's that's my opinion. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's probably fair. But to to for him to no longer be the manager is incomprehensible to me right now. Like, yeah, this is it. I don't not look. You had a few people get him gone, but this was this is why it's such a a, a strange sacking because. I think there were more people shouting for Wilder's head at the end of December than there were for Slav's head now. Hmm. And nobody really wanted Wilder to go. It was just the, the loud minority on social media accounts saying, Wilder's time's done and all this. And everyone like, shut up. And this has been the same with Yukanovich. I think people have said, what's he doing? People have questioned what he's doing. We've done it. Every podcast or uh, vlog channel that I've read, uh, listened to, have uh, done the same. They've questioned, like, why is he doing this? What's he not doing this for? What's this all about? I don't think there's been many who said he's got to go now. It certainly wasn't. Didn't feel like it was at the end. Yeah, I think there seems to be quite a widespread understanding that the players are not very good, and uh, yeah. unfortunately, we're probably going to see that with whoever takes over. To be honest, it's not. Well, this be... is it. I think this the next thing. I, I don't think the players can hide. Whatever you, 
let's say it's Eckenbottom, just off the top of my head, and I think he'll probably take over for at least the next couple of games. Yeah, and absolutely. to be honest, I think that's a great idea in terms of the next couple of games because, for one, you don't want to rush it, wherever it's going to be. But more importantly for me, they do know him. I think it'd be a disaster just bringing in an interim. Because I've just heard James Shielder said, like, oh, they were considering Alex Neal to come in. Um, I think that would have been a disaster straight off the bat because the players don't know him, at least with Eckingbottom. It's not going to be a completely new experience. But he's yeah. been in that position before last last season with him. And I think just to maybe try and steady the shape, it's really annoying that we've got two games coming up that you should be winning. Mm. Um, and now, obviously, that's really set the cat amongst the pigeons. But... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know where we go. I mean, if Eckingbottom gets it to the end of the season, you're practically saying, "Well, that we've ripped the season off." That that's which is probably probably true anyway. I think whoever you bring in, the season is probably gone. But yeah. you're basically admitting it there, aren't you? And I think if Eckingbottom gets a three-year contract, for instance, then you're basically saying, "Well, he's the man to that you're giving him the the keys to build the next." squad which i don't think he's got the record for but obviously i'm going to, it's hard not to speculate mm-hmm. i think at this time because nobody really knows what's going on no indeed well we'll talk uh as, i don't know how much we're going to talk about the the reading game but um oh no this is this is the first time in the podcast i'm going to lose my train of thought i was trying to think what mm-hmm. i was going to say here um oh yeah that was it to do with like writing off the season or whatever yeah i was um i, <laughs> I guess what, probably what i was going to open this podcast with was like Kind of a, a sneaky, important three points at Reading the other night because yeah. just staves off any kind of like, oh, this is a potential crisis in the happening of, you know, say we lose to Reading, we lose to Bristol City, say, and then uh, who knows what happens from there. You know, you drop points against those teams, you slide down the league, as you said, because those teams are, are below us. But then it does become <laughs> quite difficult for Yukanovic to remain as the manager, I think. I think then you become, yeah. I, I wouldn't move into this position, but I, you know, it would then become quite defensible. Most, I guess, yeah. as uh, you said, we're there with not the top twenty. You know, most other managers would get sacked in in that kind of situation. So I was thinking, win on Tuesday against Reading, three points, bumps you up the league a little bit. You know, you basically just tread water for the rest of the season. Is what I was thinking. We've said we've said uh, at length. Squad needs to clear out. We need to replace a load of these players. Just yeah. don't don't. Go below the waterline, the you know, while you're uh, while you're doing that, don't get dragged into a relegation fight. I want the the manager to have a you know a long term impact here. It's obviously going to take time in terms this of. This is where I'm. I just I just speaking. This is going through my head, so I might be talking nonsense here. But you kind of wish he's not a long term manager in any of the club he's ever been at. Yeah. And I, I do wonder maybe we're getting to the point where the prince sort of. Or the board think, well, we're not going to go up this season, which means next season is going to be even more difficult to go up. Do we need a complete rebuild? And is this guy going to stick around and do it? Are we going to be able to afford what he wants? Are we going to have to be more pragmatic and maybe get someone to build? As I say, I'm 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 free, freestyling here. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't know. I'm just things going through my head as you were speaking there. Why bring him in then? Like, I know I know you. I, I know that is pure thought, speculation. I, well, I've said at the beginning. I think that the the biggest mistake of the entire season was thinking these players could go again. No. I think we thought. I mean, hecking bottom last season. I always remember him saying, "We can't split this group up. This group needs to stay together." And at the time, thinking, I'm "Not sure about that, mate." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I think the all the whole plan for the club this season was this this squad to stick together. Couple of loan signings, probably sell Berger and Ramsdale, get three or four in. And then we'll be on his way because they've proved it at this level. They'll be fine. That's the biggest mistake. And I think they thought Jukanovic, best manager around in terms of his record, he could get these players playing easy because he's a poor league. They'll be all right. You know, they've done it before in a, in a better league. And it's just not worked because the players, well, we'll see. I've said that these players are gone. I've said they've shot. You've said the same. Loads of other players have said, people have said it. We'll see now, won't we, whether that were true or not. Well, it is true. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I I've, I've seen people today saying it's not the players. They're not getting the confidence of the um, not getting the confidence of the uh, the manager. They don't want to play for him. If that's the case, we should see a massive improvement. If it's not, but then we've got bigger problems. I, I hope, weirdly, that it is just the manager. I hope somebody comes in and all of a sudden they start playing like they did when we finished ninth in the Premier League because that's an easier thing to fix than getting rid of the entire squad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really hope to be proved wrong. Although it would also mean that the greatest manager in our modern history uh, 
messed up because the players were actually good. And, and uh, this, this is why I don't think it is that. And this is exactly why I don't think it is that. And I think uh, there's been a lot of re- rewriting of, of both the Wilder last season and, in particular, Heckingbottom's time in charge because he won three out of his last six. But we also he, lose he, like eight of 11 or something and basically yeah, looked yeah, even yeah, worse than before. 12 or eight out of 11. And yeah. we got some absolute hammerings in that spell. And the the one one of the wins that we got under him under Brighton was appalling where we just sort of yeah there were nothing different in that game and we just happened to get a goal and they couldn't break us down I think Morpay missed an open net mm. and we beat three teams with nothing to play for at the end of the season for front of no crowds I don't think you can I'm not having a go at Ekin but I don't think anyone could have turned that around but yeah, I keep saying oh Ekin Bottom did well last season I, d- I don't see it like that I don't think even he wants to be a uh, like first team manager does he I'm sure he said something about this like this future is a under 23 level well yeah. I'm just I mean I'm just looking now at like the the obviously he is favourite which is understandable because he will be in charge and I suppose if he wins three the next three they probably will put him in charge it's a Blackwell scenario all over again isn't it when he came in under Robson by the way just look at I know you can't I know you hate me bringing odds up but <laughs> just, for, just for fun uh, the second favourite it's not- like it's no, it's not. Well, you might even. It's Wayne Rooney. <laughs> okay. I, I don't want to. So, there's a certain individual whose surname begins with a W that I don't want to mention on this podcast. Okay, so let's just let's just not uh, uh, do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Trying try to think of another manager beginning with W. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are none. Um, I mean, I, I guess because I'm still reacting almost in real time to this, but. I remember, I remember when we did our uh, Wilder has left podcast, and one of the things that I said at the time, uh, I remember, I don't know, this this thought has stuck with me, I suppose, was that with with Wilder leaving, I was like really worried that we just we'd just gone back, we'd gone back to being just another club, like it, it shattered the illusion that um, you know we were on to something a little bit different, a little bit special, you know, punching above our weight. All these mm. players from League One, the incredible sort of attitude and team spirit and the, the unique system and stuff like that. I really felt for three or four years, this team, it's not just that it got good, but that it got there by sort of... Um, unique methods, I think. Yeah. Where, well, we're, we didn't, Wolves went up with a fantastic squad mm-hmm. when they went up for the championship and they've stuck there for, for season after season, top 10 most seasons. They also spent a lot of money at George Mendes helping out. And I'm not knocking him because this is what you need to do, well, as we, we've shown. We seem to do it in the almost like an old-fashioned way of good team spirit, work rate, lower league bargains, all coming together with a great coach, tactics, you know what I mean? Sort of, And it, it gave you a hope. That cause, and the fact it was us and everyone were talking about us saying, how are these guys doing it? You know what I mean? They've... They've got nobody, basically, who they spent any sort of real money on and anything like that. And it was fantastic. I do think there was always a come-down coming because it was built on sand. Yeah, in in hindsight, absolutely. But that, that Yeah, was... I didn't know that at the time. I say I always thought that would come in. I think when you look back, it was like, well, obviously that couldn't have kept going. Unless yeah. the, the best you could have hoped for is a Burnley scenario where you keep sort of staying up every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I remember, so, you know, while they're leaving, it shattered that illusion for me, I think, which I'd been, mm. it'd obviously been lurking at the back of my mind because we'd been terrible for like yeah. 10 months or whatever it was. But I suppose point. with Wilder, as we said when he left, you, you, you did hope that that break at the end of the season, he'd come back, recharge. He looked tired, didn't he, that when he left? He looked <laughs> a little bit, yeah. physically ill at times, to be fair, which, again, this is not a criticism of him. I, I can't imagine the stress he were under. I see him now at uh, Middlesbrough and he's in, like, in his interviews and a couple of things that I've seen. And he's like the old Wilder. That's the one you want back. But yeah. the one that left, I think he needed to probably needed a break. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought at the time, like, oh, no, this is just us going back to being just another club. And yeah. at that point, we hadn't hired a new manager, obviously. Um, no. And maybe we can talk about how long that took uh, in a moment, actually. Yeah. Um, and I... And I t- I think I said like, who, look, whoever it is, is almost certainly going to be gone within a year because that's football. Like, you know, you, it just—it's so rare that you have a manager that has long-term, not even success. Just you know, he's no. just in the job long term. So that's why I—I didn't like that. That thought of like, oh, we're just going to go back to being just another club, and that's that. That thought has really like just come crashing back into my mind today. We are yeah. now just another club that have moved on from a manager who's not really been given a proper chance, I don't think. And, no. You know, no. It, I think it, 
I think it would have been slightly ballsy to stick with, to just be, you know, like, look, like, Ikanovic is the manager for the next three transfer windows or something like that. We're not yeah. even assessing this yeah. until, uh, whatever, like uh, November next year almost. That would have been, you know, I, I would have fully bought into that. And you could talk, you could have talked me around if we lose like the next four or five games. And... Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you don't I... want to get relegated. Well, I think we said as long as we don't get relegated, I think we were both in favour of keeping him. Yeah, exactly. But now here, here we are. Like you know, I mean, it's weird that I mean, it's not weird, but I don't know if you've noticed that the national press have been, or the national media should I say, have been far more vocally critical of United in these recent weeks. Yeah, uh, Don Goodman. Leandre, people who obviously cover championship for whatever you think of the views, they've been really outspoken. I wonder if that's maybe had a, you know, I wonder if that's maybe had an impact that the Prince or with the board, whoever does the football thing, we're a bit of a, let's not beat around the bus, we're a bit of a shambles. We don't have a chairman, but no one really knows in charge of the football side. These things going wrong with the ticket and you know, stuff like that. So who knows who's, who's made this decision overall? But are they getting sort of things saying, you know, it should be doing better? What's going on? You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, only... it's really. I don't want to speculate at all, but it's really difficult not to when you haven't got any facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I sent you some on uh, from uh, Football Three Six Five the other day, didn't it? It was like it. It basically said it's not really working for Yukanovic and Sheffield United. So, mm. is there even any point carrying on? And I, I sent it. You just, I thought it was quite a you know a, a fairly well written article yeah. rather than like and the anything. Athletic. Richard Sutcliffe of the Athletic was sort of um, putting it out there, you know, putting feelers almost out there about mm, should he go and or is he, is he going to go? And, you, and we were thinking just media nonsense. But when you put it all together now, and again in hindsight, maybe we were just poor detectives, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but yeah. When you put it all like together, you you do wonder. There was somewhat, I suppose, there were a bit of a, a, a swelling of opinion in the media that this weren't going to last. But why? Why, why, why? This just doesn't make it... I can't find a rational explanation for this. It, I don't know. I, th- I think if the explanation is, oh, he should be doing better and we will have a new manager who will do better immediately, I don't I don't see it. I mean, and if, he, if the new manager does do better, what's... I mean, what's the ceiling at this point? Like, we've finished 10th? Like, so what? Like, 10th or 16th? Who cares? Like, it doesn't... This is why it has to be a long-term... The, the, only, the only way it makes sense to me is... Because I keep seeing people say, well, if you'd have walked, I think that makes perfect sense. It's quite clear. We're not going to make any signings in January. We're going to try and get the wage bill off, start again. And that's why he's walked. That makes sense to me. The Mm. fact he's been sacked, or I said the fact, it seems like he's been sacked. That makes no sense to me at all. Other than they don't think that this guy is going to be here for the long haul. Yeah. Oh, oh I tell you what. What about this? What about this? I'm, yeah. This is a little bit of speculation. Is uh, has blessings work permit come through? Can we get him <laughs> in now? The fact the the real first choice. <laughs> that is a very expensive way to. Uh... <laughs> so I mean, this is the thing. We we've hired a man at a great expense by all all accounts. You know, on a on a large um, a large salary. I, I believe that was you know quite quite widely reported when he joined. Uh, massive reputation. It didn't start until quite late. That didn't help. I think I, I'm pretty sure our preseason was kind of messed up again this year, wasn't it? Preseason like three were awful. Fr- I think we had, did we have one game, real like, game? Yeah, maybe two friendlies. One was against a, well, I don't know, just a group of people in Gibraltar, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then we played um, Doncaster, who are, who are now bottom of League One. <laughs> and then we barely signed anyone, and the ones we did were kind of a mishmash, like. You know, Besides, you th- this is this is far far. I mean, people go on about the training ground and stuff like that. We're a championship club. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that's the, the 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 biggest thing right now, personally. But some people do, whatever. But the signings, the recruitment, has been absolutely appalling. And I don't know who's that who that is down to. But that for me is probably the main thing you need to look at. Yeah. Can I just shock you? I don't give a crap about the training ground. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm sure for a manager and I'm sure for the training facility, and I've seen like Norwell come out saying, oh, the training facilities aren't good enough and things like that. Well, that's fine, yeah. But we are a championship club. You have to, I, I don't even want to get into it. I think it should be used as something that, that just to, there's so many things you can beat the club up with. I just don't think that's a, an important one. No. Does the training ground <laughs> exist? Yes. Would yeah. a shiny training ground make us better by like, you know, degrees, maybe? Is it the yeah. reason we're doing badly? No. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to guess 
the Blackpool's training ground. I mean, I know for a fact that Blackpool had to use to they had to wash their own shirts after games about ten years ago. So maybe that's a secret. Yeah, and they're above us in the league, and they might get in the playoffs. So I'm not having that as an excuse why we're yeah. rubbish because our training grounds not Premier League standard. I imagine yeah. it's a far better training ground than a lot of other teams in this league. Anyway, signings. <laughs> I mean, Ben Davis was a, a a wilder target, or a you know a wilder era target. Let's say that. Yeah. I don't know how much you can of it. You know, was he desperate to sign Ben Davis? Has he had much input in that? Hurahan, as we've said before, you know, just a I total. Don't think just, just before, I know I said before when people said his signings haven't worked, and I, I think I said it's Eggy on on Saturday, and I said I don't, I don't know how much input he's had in these signings. They don't make sort of sense for his signings. Yeah, obviously. Uh, well, we said all this at the time after the transfer window. I think, I think the the. the, the sort of 10-second summary of our thoughts on the transfer window was you could say that we've got better in positions we needed to get a lot better at. Left centre-back, goalkeeper, midfield depth. But the way we've arrived there is, like, big question marks. And I listened to you on Four Blades when you did that. We were on holiday, obviously, and you did Four Blades. And you were based, I think you all gave the transfer window a 5 or 6 out of 10, which is probably about right. I think if we out Morgan Gibbs-White, for instance, oh, yeah. um, or, and even Ben Davis, we'd have been, we would be in serious trouble, I think. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, Olsen arrives on the very, you know, the last moment. Hurahan is, is, you know, basically the the last taxi off the rank, isn't he? You know, he's the only yeah. one available yeah. at that point. He's out of contract yeah. in the summer. A weird mishmash. Not the wingers that we uh, wanted to sign. We were very close yeah. to signing and for various reasons did not happen. Vier- Ronaldo Vieira, the defensive midfielder, we didn't bring in anyone like that once that fell through. Yeah, I. this is where I, I'm bringing this up just in a, like, how was he supposed to? Jukanovic, this is. How was he yeah. su- supposed to be successful? I totally buy the idea that we're not doing as well as we should be. I think. I think that's. Yeah. Ultim- I don't think you can reasonably say Jukanovic has done a good job in the. No, I don't think. I think. Hit. I think there's no nobody out there can realistically put a. How many games you won six? Yeah. In what is it? Eighteen now. That's uh, terrible. Eighteen and nineteen. It, yeah. It's a, it's a terrible league, and he should be winning more than that. And other than the Peterborough game and maybe the Hull game. They've not really been convincing wins, have they? No, and and we have looked as we, I think we said last time. We we sort of look like we're spinning our wheels a little bit. Like I don't I don't really know what the plan is on the pitch, uh, and you know, mm. following that, I don't really know what the plan is off the pitch particularly as well. Oh, I think I'm getting my uh, first call from Radio Sheffield today. That was the other thing I thought was going <laughs> to. Oh really? Don't pass them on to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, person from Radio Sheffield who's calling me, then I apologise for not answering the phone. But um, you're gonna have to find someone else to talk to you. Sorry, <laughs> unless you want to pay me for my time, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Instead. Oh yeah. If you, if you want to pay, I'll happily come on. I'll do. I'll give you a couple of minutes. If you uh, hundred pound a minute, I charge. <laughs> oh, bargain. Um, what, what were we talking about before they interrupted me? I hope that's what it is. It's not like. <laughs> my daughter's nursery bringing me yeah. urgently or something like that. <laughs> we'll see how persistent they are. Um, what were we saying? You kind of, oh, yeah, just um, I don't know how he could have been expected to do. I don't know. He's it, just, he's not had the tools at his disposal, has he? Like, I don't he's see not, how. I'll tell you what, he's not had the tools to do. He, he's had the tools, I think, to perform better than he has. He's not had the tools to completely revolutionise our style of play, which is mm. what he's tried to do. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know where we go from here. I know everyone sort of leave. Well, I'm sure people deep down don't believe us, but you, you, yet again you see the oh League One here we come. League why, why is League One our natural level all of a sudden? Like, I know we were there for six years. I, but... I don't like. I hate when fans do this. I've already seen it today. Like League Two in five years. Can't we just concentrate on how bad we are now? Yeah. Why do we have to? Why why do why does everyone always? So it's like people have to outdo each other. It's like a, it's like the four Yorkshiremen, you know, like sort of like. Hey, I used to work twenty four league. What league? What league two, mate? What are you on about? Come, come for a national league. I'm telling you, they just like shut up. Just see what happens. For we don't even know who manager is. What about if Mourinho? Well, I probably won't want him. But if, <laughs> if Mourinho walks in, you, I mean, it's the same thing that happened when Wilder left. It's Ecky Bottom. It's definitely Ecky Bottom. It's definitely Ecky Bottom. Everyone were really low. League one next season, two division drop. Oh my god, we've got your cannabis. We're going up. That's it. We're going. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just nonsense. Just I think nobody nobody knows what this board think because they very rarely do interviews. Which is get your finger out, Hal. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, the the uh, they very rarely do interviews. Obviously, so we don't really know what their plan is or what they're thinking or anything like that. Which is why the 
there's so much speculation and rumour and things like that, but nobody knows what the plan is. And and I've got massive doubts and massive misgivings and, and sort of worries about what's coming. But at the moment, just can we stop with the we're going down to League Two stuff until it actually happens? Yeah, indeed. I think that was Adam Oxley, actually. I feel bad now. <laughs> Oh really? Go oh, good at him. I like Adam. He's a lovely bloke. Too. I'm gonna. I might have to go back and edit out my uh, <laughs> my snarky yeah. messages. Uh, sorry, Adam, if you are. I hope you do happen to be listening to this. I will get back to you. Um, <laughs> uh, what What were we saying? Uh, it's just what a mess, mate. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Like, I mean, just a huge black mark on how the club's being run. I'm afraid. I, you know, you can't. Oh. Absolutely. I, I don't. I mean, it, the only possible positive outcome is actually if he if he has been sacked, Jukanovic, because we have someone uh, better suited to either turning around the form on the pitch or implementing a long term vision lined up and they're starting immediately. Lest we forget, we just had an international break where nobody did anything for two weeks, and you know then we come back with you know four uh, three games in seven days essentially. Like, why not make this change? Ten day, uh, three weeks ago, or something like that. But well, yeah. as a part of this is another thing. I've I've read this today, so I'm taking someone else's opinion. And again, it's just sort of thinking out loud, basically. But um, have they learned from last season? Should they think? Did the last season? Did they think Wilder didn't work? Wasn't working last season? We should have sacked him earlier. Who knows? We might have had a chance. Are they thinking it's just not working? Let's get rid of him. January transfer window. I'm, this is such a positive spin, and I don't think this is going to happen, by the way. But are they thinking January transfer is coming up? Let him have a couple of months, new manager, see what he thinks, take it from there. I, again, you, you you can only speculate. That's the best case scenario right now. The very it? best case scenario by a mile is that they thought this man isn't good enough. We still think there's a summit in these players. Or even, it sounds awful, but maybe the players have had a word with the board and said, this is not working or whatever. And they thought, right, we need to cut our losses. Let's get a new manager in. See, let him assess the team and see what he wants. Yeah. Best case... I doubt that is the case. <laughs> yeah, best best case scenario and also pretty unlikely. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I, God, God knows, mate. I don't, I don't know where we where we go from here. I mean, I presume by... I think I think uh, we can we can say with pretty much certainty that Heckingbottom will be in charge on Sunday. I don't see how there's, I mean that would be a major surprise if we're unveiling a new manager within a few days. Um, but other than that, like, what are we doing? I mean, this this season is definitely I would say it's, it's almost certainly over now, right? Like in terms of there being anything meaningful beyond just have the clear out, have the the change of players, but. Yeah, we just set ourselves is... back another. Si- we just wasted six months essentially. If yeah, that we have sense. wasted six months. So, like, I suppose the the optimist or whatever would be saying that who knows? Get a new manager, might get better out of him. Maybe they're not. As we said, we're going through the same thing, but maybe these players aren't as bad as we as they seem. I think. Yeah, you know, I think they are. You think they are. I think most people think they are. But maybe this guy can get him, you know, and do a, a Kevin Blackwell-style charge up the league, <laughs> as yeah. we saw after Robson went. And I suppose that's that's the only aim. Other than that, we we do realistically need someone who's who's going to be there long-term. And I know you can't do that in football because, you know, you lose enough matches to get into relegation battle. He has to go. But I think mm. you kind of it did always feel short-term. I think we wanted to bounce back straight away. And I think the next manager has to be here a couple of years because I don't think we will go up or anything like that. I still don't think we'll go down. I don't think the club will necessarily fall apart because Jukanovic is gone. I just think that, yeah, I think we're... I said before, it's going to be a frustrating few years, I think. And I yeah. suppose the whoever comes in next, you know, I don't know. Whoever comes in next, try and build a team with them. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think, I think weirdly, uh, changing manager now, without knowing who the new manager would be, Probably, it probably lowers the floor on the ceiling. Like it probably will, you know. We, we might end up picking up more points in the next few weeks than maybe we would have done if you kind of had stayed here. But yeah, I'm all about that long term. I think. Uh, yeah, and maybe that's the key. And maybe, as I said, I don't think any of us saw you kind of as a long term manager because he's. I don't think he's ever been anywhere longer than two seasons. Mm. Maybe there is a realization. Right, we're not going to go up this season, and we need someone who's going to be here basically. And you know, to, to sort things out. But again, it's so difficult to do. It's so difficult to talk about because it's all speculation. I've gone through about 15,000 different reasons why this has happened and I'm not 
set on any of them. If it have worked, I think you could have just said he's asked for money, he hasn't got it, that's it, boom. The fact he's been sacked is so confusing to me. Yeah, although, as I say, that's probably, the as a fan, that's probably the better of the two outcomes because if he's resigned... Oh, absolutely. I feel a bit more confident, weirdly, that he's been sacked, as daft as that sounds, because yeah, if yeah. it's walk, you're basically saying the club's an absolute shambles, what's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, that brings up a whole sort of side conversation of, like, was... Uh, this is pure speculation, you know, was he brought yeah. here under false pretenses of like, exactly. What, exactly. you know, how much money he would have to spend. But uh, yeah, as, as you say, it's, it's been pretty widely reported. I think that he has actually been sacked, isn't he? That's This is it. And that does give me a glimmer of hope that there is some sort of plan in place. <laughs> but judging by how long it took us to, 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 to appoint him after Wilder left, again, not too confident. Glimmer is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sense. <laughs> like, blimey. Um, uh, yeah, hope is hope is not what I'm feeling right now. I'm not feeling. No. Yeah, I'm not even like. Oh god, this is an absolute disaster. It's just bad job by everyone involved. By you know, by the board, by the players, by Yukanovic. Like you've all you've all underperformed. Is the most generous thing I can say about the last six months with Sheffield United Football Club. Everyone, yes. uh, everyone employed by it, I suppose, apart from you know the. the the tea ladies and what have you. You say <laughs> that. I've, I've heard bad things about their cups of tea now. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the tea bag in far too long. Or, or not long enough. Terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, what, what, <laughs> what's it going to be like on Sunday? I mean, it's I probably a good thing it's a 12.30 kickoff. I can't work out what's going to happen on Sunday because there's been such a low mood. I don't know if there's going to be anger at the board. Or there's going to be a, a getting behind whoever is in, in the dugout or whatever. I really don't know. I really are we, are really we just all going to be confused? I mean, this isn't. I think that's what it'll be. I think I don't think there'll be much anger because I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. I think you'll get obviously these people we've seen on Twitter. Oh, what's going on? What a shambles, Prince out. But they were the people saying that anyway. So I think for the majority of us, we're just like, uh, eh. <laughs> yeah, just it, like it, to be confused. I, I think uh, if we start going behind, if we go behind, and then things may change. I think yeah, that maybe. things may change to the point where people are sort of, for the first time, chanting maybe about the board. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I, 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 it's not like you know, if we were sixth or something right now, and Yukanovich got sacked because we should be top of the league, we should be doing what Fulham are doing essentially. Then that's like, whoa, <laughs> basket case club. What on earth are we doing? Um, whereas this, he, he, like I said, he just he hasn't really made a, a dent with me. You kind of it. So I don't I don't feel anything about him. Like, I guess I feel a bit sorry for him, and I, I wish he was still the manager. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not like, oh, what? A, I can't wait to go and be angry on Sunday. I'm just like, yeah. What well, what happens now? Like, are we? Are we essentially just, you know, we're saying we're just punting on this season? Like, it doesn't just try and win as many games but as you can. But the thing is, on Sunday, it, look, it looks like it will be Eckingbottom on Sunday. I mean, uh, people have been, I hate people who just read, read headlines and think I'm mad. <laughs> uh, because James Shields put Paul Eckingbottom next manager. Unbelievable, what's going on? <laughs> if you actually read the article, it says Paul Eckingbottom. I just, just got it up now. Paul Eckingbottom, who operated under caretaker and Wilder's relationship with Prince Abdullah deteriorated earlier this year will be handed the chance to stake a claim for the role on a permanent basis. So it's not a shock, is it, that? That's not an headline. It's not a... It's obviously... Who else is going to take charge? Billy Sharp. <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if he's got his coach... Ben Osborne. Get him in. He's got his coaching badges. Yeah, he's, he's intelligent. He reads books. He'll... Uh... He reads books, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, so the, the hecking bottom thing, I think Shieldy is a, uh, quite um, wise because he likes to click, uh, understandably. Uh, it's put like Eckingbottom in charge and everyone's gone mad because no one reads past headlines anymore. He likes a click. He was available. Say again. Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, is he just... Uh, well, well, he just got sat by chart and didn't he? Uh, yeah, trust you well. Uh, <laughs> oh, God's sake. Uh, what, anything else we can say about this? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Eckingbottom's going to be in charge. I will say... This is a nice start. To, well, it's only the next two games, I suppose, but don't draw conclusions from Heckingbottom winning the next two games, please. That's basically what Man United did with Solskjaer, and it took them three years to uh, 
untangle themselves from that mess of him doing well as a caretaker and giving him the permanent yeah. job. Uh, but if you know, if we do end up doing that again, that just smacks of like short termism. Short termism, living in the moment, not actually having a long term plan. Uh, and right now, it doesn't look like we have a long term plan. Well, it, it, this smacks at this particular moment of Robson going and Hecky being the Blackwell and. I wouldn't be that surprised if results picked up a little bit mm-hmm. because we'll go back to the old three-five-two as it was with the actual two strikers up front. We all know what's coming on Saturday, I think, if Eckenbottom's in charge. Mm. Um, and that means that, you know, we that might benefit us a little bit. I don't know, but long that's term... What, that's it's... what I'm saying about, like, you know, I, I, I sort of feel like we might get more points in the next three or four games now than I did before like if Jukanovic was still here because it just it just doesn't look like it's working like is I don't see how he's improving us and obviously we keep changing the the formation and the team and the style of play and stuff and so I I can I can see us getting more points in the next three or four weeks than it's weird in it but that doesn't mean that Ekimbottom should get it full time but then at the same time I, I don't know it's it's so confusing it's so yeah. confusing the only thing I will say it's added a little bit of excitement for me on Sunday because I wasn't like sort of going in with any sort of and now I'm like mm, this could be interesting <laughs> yeah let's, what's, what's, what's going to happen here let's but see I think, what happens uh, next by the way people saying Eckingbottom going back to the cheap option the cheap option would have been to keep Jukanovic and not pay him off on his staff I would have thought so True. I don't even think that can be sort of labelled I don't like the, the sort of cliche things cheap option and sold a pop and all this sort of stuff because it doesn't work like that. He's been sacked. So that we've paid money to be... To, he's not left. So none of that sort of makes sense. I, I think there's massive misgiving, uh, mass, massive issues at the club from the from the top that massively need to be addressed. But I think there's a lot of... sort of, For me, anyway, idle sort of talk going around about, you know, cheap options and, you know, he, he was lied to and all this sort of stuff. He's the one who's been sacked. Yeah. Oh, what a mess, though. Ultimately, it is a massive mess. Yeah, massive mess. Yeah, no idea where we're uh, where we're going to go from here. To be honest, uh, time will tell, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else I can say about Yukanovich uh, no longer being here. I suppose, apart from like, I wish this hadn't happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need we need we need to know more before we can. All this is basically being is speculation of what why this might have happened, and there is no answer. Uh, because we don't know, and it'd be interesting. Last time when Wilder went, Prince did his interview and started lobbing shade around. I, I don't think he'll get away with doing it again. Yeah, quite. Uh, should we talk about the Reading game quickly just to finish? Which seems uh, so. Yeah, we so, won. We did. We did what win. An unbelievable result. We can build on that. It's weird because at the end of the game, I don't know if you've seen the behind the blades. Basham's there saying, "Big win, big big effing win." This and like, right? Why? Right, well, did you know Eckingbot were coming in or something? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, maybe he's, uh, you know, along similar lines to what I was saying earlier of like, you know, just a kind of a, a sneaky, important three points just to take off a little bit of pressure and, you know, yeah. just, just uh, move up the league very slightly. Uh, so I, I was there. I had a good day. Um, well, mainly in Southampton, actually, where my brother lives. So overshot Reading yeah. by uh, 60 miles or so um, and then went to Reading. And uh, yeah, a. A very boring game, I think it's fair to say. Uh, back to the the good old three five two boringness. Although I suppose it's a, I guess up top it's slightly different in it. It's like two two forwards behind a main striker. Um, how how did you see the game? It seems very odd to talk about this now, yeah. like with with what happened with Fleck. And... Exactly, because you, there's nothing to build on now, is there? It's not that you can say. I thought the first ten minutes we were fantastic. Actually, mm-hmm. we started off like an house on fire, and then I realised after about twenty minutes that we'd not actually had a proper shot. Obviously, yeah. give I hit the bar with a with a great free kick there. Obviously, at the bar, um, but after about twenty minutes, I'm thinking we are playing well, but we've not literally created nothing other than like of a corner weirdly enough uh, which yeah. obviously Dinsey put into the keeper and then very slowly like Reading got back into it without actually taking charge themselves and that last 15 minutes of that first half were just I don't know how you did it I don't know how you were stood there in the freezing cold watching just two teams do nothing basically for 15 <laughs> minutes and then obviously the second half again I think we shaded it obviously the Fleck thing obviously showed massive uh uh, ball, shall we say, yeah. to um, to get over the to get over the line after what happened with Fleck because I imagine they were they would have been worried about it because we all were. It did, and they're actually playing. So, yeah. a massive massive credit for the character of the show to to keep the one nil 
all the against the shot shy reading but yeah we deserved the win but it, it was a terrible game of football it was that was actually uh you know two hours ago i was intending that to be one of my main points from this podcast is uh yeah. fair play to the players because we've obviously uh we kind of questioned their mentality i think with a lot of justification so far this season uh in in certain match situations you know when the chips are down and this is obviously a uh, fortunately, it's a really quite um, unprecedented scenario to uh, for them to have, have seen that. And there was such a long time to go in the game as well. I mean, that was like after an hour, I think. And then obviously you play another... You have a really long stoppage, so everyone you know everyone gets cold. And you, you've shaken up, presumably. You're worried about your teammate. And I imagine the same is true of Reading's players as well. You know, Absolutely, yeah. They'll be uh, yeah. obviously worried for his, uh, his safety and his health and stuff. And then to managed the game pretty effectively I thought for the rest of it. They didn't and... do anything. They had one no. shot from miles away that were easily saved really by Fodringham. Um oh yep. by the way, uh, I'm gonna make this episode about him, but <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know Wes, as uh, we've been told to call him rather than Lee One Wes. What was that, sorry? Clean sheet Wes. <laughs> Clean sheet Wes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how clear this came through on the uh on, on Sky's cameras, but um, a, a vocal section of United fans were singing "Oh Lord, League One Wes" for uh, most yeah, of the second yeah. half, and <laughs> I have to say I embraced it. Here we go. He's got his two clean sheets. Good for him. I mean, it's uh, a very convenient injury to um, Robin Olsen, and I, I, I mean that com- not conspiracy convenient. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is fortunate timing, or rather, it would be fortunate timing if you kind of was still the manager. And now yeah, like very, true, very true, very true. Yeah, I, I was impressed with Wes again. A couple of things yeah. he came out with. There's a couple of things that he does where he's running out and he stops, and he's a bit sort of erratic. And I, I, he's the sort of keeper who'll undoubtedly make a couple of mistakes, but. I can't fault him. I think he's player of the season. What about that? Oh, God, Please. settle down. Big Wes, player of the season. The only one who's done no mistakes this season. But now, seriously, I think um, we've sort he's sort of, a bit of, a bit of yeah, been a bit of a figure of fun to a degree. Hmm. And he's done really well, and it's probably unfair that we were so down on him. He's kept two clean sheets in four now, is it? Three clean sheets Three. in five, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. He, he had a smile and a wave to the United fans at the end who were, who were singing that to him. So, uh... Yeah, but he's done, in, he's done in the... I mean, the, the League One West thing, for people who don't know, is um, it, it is down to... The Canio. When the Canio took him off after 20 minutes... And then Wes went mad. And then Di Canio after said, who does he think he is? He is League One Wes. League One when he kept saying that. So then everyone stopped calling him League One Wes. So he's, he didn't get called League One Wes because of his standard. He's getting called it because of what happened with the Di Canio incident. Yeah, what was that? Was that like a documentary or something? Um, no, it was just when he take it. It was an interview after the game, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Graham Bailey's just tweeted. I was doing this as we go. Who is Big part Graham. Of. Is it? I don't know. Do you know who he is? I have no clue. You 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 brought him up. Who is he? He's got a he's, he's got a tick. Uh, and he's a sports he's a sports writer for ninety minutes football. He says he part of company because uh, he had plans for January, but the club did not want to back him, so they decided to go in another direction. Now I don't know how much Graham Bailey knows. I don't know if he can be trusted, but he's, that's obviously going against what everyone else is saying. Yeah. Well, either either way, it's not good, is it? Uh, no. Sorry, I just opened Twitter. Sorry, John Culver has tweeted me saying it has to go down as one of the most appalling decisions the club has made since I first started supporting us in 1962. And, uh, and, th- and think of how many of those there has been. <laughs> I'm not, dis- not disagreeing with you, John. A, I really, really can't think of another sacking that's come so out of the blue. Mm. I think even Atkins, Clough, I was fairly surprised when they went, went to be honest. Yeah. Um, and... But this is not like sort of... At the same time, you could say, well, yeah, they failed in that and blah, blah. This is probably the most shocked I've ever been with a manager, being, if he has been sacked. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm just looking now. Uh, Kate Balaga from... Um, uh, I think she... Yeah, she's deputy football editor yeah. at Sky Sports. She'll know, she'll know, she'll know bits. <laughs> well, she, and she is also, of course, a United fan. And she yeah. has just tweeted, I understand Yukanovic was told this morning of the axe to his surprise... He remained... So, I, I mean, other than this Graham Bailey character, and I've got no... Like I say, I'm only, only reason I brought it was she's got a tick, which doesn't mean anything. I think, you know, I, 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 I might have got a tick. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you deserve um, a tick. You had a tweet yeah. that's been retweeted thousands of times. That definitely... I did, I did yeah. 15 and a half. Actually, I, might, I might apply for one. Make me look more professional. And you put, like, <laughs> we're dealing with a tick man. Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, 
by the sounds of it, all the, the people who, whose opinions you normally respect and stuff say it's been a sacking, and that's what's so bizarre. If it had walked, I'd have been on here saying, well, we are really sort of, it makes massive sense. They've given him no money. Where do we go from here? We just need to stay up. The fact he's been sacked, it weirdly gives me a little bit of optimism without actually having that optimism that don't make any sense but if you do you know where I'm coming from there I do a, I do it's a bit just... of light at the end of the tunnel with the fact that he's not walked out because we're a complete shambles that's the best that's the best that can uh, spin it has I'm just uh, I'm, I'm just laughing at you finding some optimism in this uh, let, let me just give you the rest of uh, Kate's tweet actually because it's, it's quite interesting Yukanovic uh, remained confident of, uh, of upturn after a return to the back three but, uh, but about far more than just formation, she says, club strategy and direction once again in the spotlight. So, I mean, that's, again, kind of worrying, really. <laughs> so well, what is. did you expect when you hired this guy? Like, why are we? Why do we bring him in if, oh, I don't know, what a mess. What a mess, I think, is about the only thing you can say about all this. Yeah. Uh, Reading, yeah, a, a really poor game. We um, There were only two chances, really, in the entire game. Fortunately, we created both of them. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, they both fell to our right wing back, Jaden Bogle, who did yeah. what I was asking him to do the other day. He got in the box, he took some chances. I didn't actually think he played that well, to be honest, in the game, but uh, a nice finish off a good ball from McGoldrick. Um, I thought Brewster had a decent game, like in terms of he was doing some stuff that um, he hasn't done that yeah. we've criticized him for like some of his off the ball movement yeah yeah um it's obviously I, I believe he was playing through the middle right rather than out yeah wide yeah. yeah 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 he was yeah i think it'll, this is a lower bar possibly his best performance in the united shirt <laughs> yeah well <laughs> no no I, I, yeah. I don't i don't think i can disagree which is slightly unsettling but um yeah he did well i was slightly surprised i was a bit disappointed in reading fans booing sharp when he came on but then i remember <laughs> what was it he said after the uh FA Cup game with them just for the pandemic. I think he said something like, I wish I could play them every week. I love scoring against them or something, wouldn't it? Do you remember that? He had like, uh, he had a bit of a, a contretemps with uh, oh, one of their centre backs, was it Morrison maybe? I don't, I don't know actually. Do you not remember this? Maybe I made I it don't up. Know. But uh, anyway, I was like, how can you boo Billy Sharp? You, oh, you of course I do. Yeah, this is pre pandemic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, before I, yeah. times, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, I, I was just like, "How are you booing him? That's disgraceful." And then I thought, actually, yeah, to be yeah. fair, he probably <laughs> he probably yeah. has uh, courted some ire from. Well, he played from didn't he for a bit as well? He did, yeah. Well, that was that was what made me think, "How are you booing him? If he, he played for you, what a guy!" Uh, yeah. We're on to Bristol City. Who knows who's going to be leading the way? They beat Stoke the other night, didn't they? I they think. did, yeah. Which were I was like, "Oh, that'll be a tough game." And now I'm, I, I just don't know. Oh my, I've just, I, this is not. I've just seen. I've also on Twitter. We're doing. It. I've just seen rest in peace, Leon. But it's Leon Taylor, who, uh, <laughs> who I don't know to be completely honest. But I thought this thing's going to get, yeah, that would even worse. Twitter drama. Um, Twitter drama. Yeah, my, yeah. my my intention this morning was to. Uh, tell you lots and lots about Bristol City and how that game's going to go and how their season's been going and why we should be optimistic and why we should be worried etc and now and then I just spent the next hour sort of staring into space really of like I, all I've doing. been doing is just sort of I do, and I do this all the time when there's like sort of big news and I, I'm going down social media who know as much as I do hoping for some sort of Oh yeah, that's why they've done it right. Get on with my day, <laughs> yeah. which I'm never going to find. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, that's the situation as it stands. I, I, you know, apologies to anyone who's just thinks this is like the most rambling nonsense ever. Yeah. It, it may well be. It was very, uh, very off the cuff, unprepared. Uh, let's hope United's decision making was a little bit less off the cuff in this one. But it's uh, mm-hmm. it's not how it looks. Sat here to be honest. Uh, we'll still be there on Sunday, <laughs> you know. It's it, it's already become about more than uh, or like more than the actual, you know, act of playing the games for me. Uh, in terms of just just being back at matches, I think you know that was. I didn't go to Reading the other night because I I couldn't wait to see the Blades take on the Royals or anything like that. And yeah, yeah. I'm uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly already motivated to go. To, Go on Sunday because I've desperately wanted to see my team win or anything. It's just uh, it's what we do in it. It's uh, yeah, completely, completely. And it's like it's a, it's a terrible kickoff time Sunday. I'll probably not be having a couple of drinks. Probably go to the match and come back and then. But now, I suppose it has sort of 
Yeah, I, I suppose it has taken on a, a, a really interesting vibe now to a degree. Yeah, the, the uh, pre-match pub chat is going to be... Uh, I'm going to... Uh, we'll curious. end this, if you want, by me telling you that um, William's dad is uh, trending on Twitter. <laughs> William's dad? Yeah, I'm not, I don't. I can't. I can't say the guy's name, can I? I don't know. I don't you're, know what you're, you're not, talking about. You're not letting me uh, talk oh. about uh, <laughs> the, Mr. W. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought this was like some sort of celebrity <laughs> reference. Sorry, that, that was very, very from. niche. If you don't, people yeah. who don't know the first thing about uh, uh, Sir Neil, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'd be so confused. But yeah. yeah. Uh, talking of confused, I just want to apologise to the two people that tried to talk to me on uh, Tuesday night. One in a bar in Reading, where I think I was really uncommunicative. Um, he came up to me and you know asked uh, asked if I was Ben from Blazepod. And uh, let's just say I was not in a great state at that point. Um, so I apologise <laughs> if I had a terrible conversation with you and was rude or anything like that. It was not my intention. Uh, and then, yeah, also the uh, <laughs> the fellow I was stood next to actually during the match. And we had a, we had a whole conversation about NFL because I was wearing my uh, New England Patriots hat at the time. And about 10 minutes later, he's like, do you do that podcast? Yeah. You see, recognise my voice from the drone. <laughs> So that was yeah, why no, I wanted really? to bring oh, it oh, up. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason I wanted to mention it. One to want to apologize to the person that I may have been a terrible person. Not a terrible person. I just may have like not been in the mood to talk to you at all. Yeah. Very sorry. Uh, and the other one for saying <laughs> my voice is a drone because it is. So fair oh, play I to you. Like for uh, said when we're looking for someone with a really boring <laughs> voice. Like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's me to a T. Right, we'll finish there, mate. We're going to go and presumably uh, read Twitter speculation for much of the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah, I'm at work this afternoon. I may as well, may as well just, I might as well just fall in sick, and I say I'm not going to be doing anything. So I'll just <laughs> I'll cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah, just have to hope. Uh, Hope the powers that be are not listening to this one. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, plug, plug your stuff, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll uh, get yeah, out mainly, of here. Being really delayed, actually, uh, living mainly because uh, Liam's. Well, as everyone knows, I'm the, one of the busiest people in in the world, mm. and uh, Liam is somehow even busier than me. So that I think that's coming out tonight or tomorrow. We've pretty much we've we've recorded it and edited it and whatever. Unfortunately, it won't feature um, the news about Maidley, um, who apparently has been taken to hospital today. I don't know if you've Ooh. seen this. In your Please, no. yeah, after doing the trial last night, so uh, it's just been a terrible day for me. Woke up, no Madeley's gone, Slav's gone. Who's next? Watch yourself out there. Probably better work and get fired. <laughs> <laughs> that one's such a bad thing. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, what a strange, um, what a strange day <laughs> strange yeah. morning like so say, far this is I'll, I'll just be looking all day sort of now I, 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 trying to get some i think nothing's gonna nothing's gonna change in terms of what we think until we find out more yeah. um in, in terms of like why it's happened basically Aye, indeed. All right, well, we'll we'll wrap up there, mate. So that is uh, living with Maidley's the podcast. Follow Andrew at Panchero on Twitter. Follow me at Blades Pod. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll be back probably maybe Monday. I guess to uh, talk about the Bristol City game and who knows what the hell happens between now and then. But uh, we, we'll wait and see, I suppose. So uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening and uh, thank you very much, mate, for. Uh, coming on to to react almost in real time to this news about you kind of which i appreciate yeah, it, yeah. and i apologize if i'm butting in with certain things that i'm seeing on twitter but as i say it's it's just, just as we're going it it's like uh i'm gonna say something bad let's just end it at that <laughs> <laughs> fair enough we started we're not been able to mention more i'll end with mention him and say it's like when jfk got shot <laughs> <laughs> where where were you when you kind of which... Was was no longer the manager. Yeah, I don't, were, were you just sat on your sofa? Uh, I was walking up the road. I, I just finished my run, and I was like, "I'll just open Twitter, see if uh, uh, just see what's going on." I was like, "Eh?" And then I'm, yeah, I'm I, like, "I got um, like a, I just saw the message, and it was from mate Jane. He just put like, I can't believe what's happened.' And I'm like, right, "I'll just be talking about some nonsense, you know what I mean? Like he's lost yeah. his." wallet or something and then what <laughs> i was che- i was checking the date on the tweet thinking like yeah all right is this from i hadn't read it properly because obviously it says sheffield united you kind of itch, but i was yeah. like okay yeah this is from when he got sacked at watford or something like yeah, that and i'm looking yeah, at yeah. the guy's twitter account being like is this real it's got a blue tick but is somebody just 
fiddled this, but no, it is real. Uh, I guess probably probably by the time you listen to this, it will be officially confirmed by the club. I don't think anything's happened in that regard yet, has it? No, well, that'll take years. Did <laughs> you buy the last one? So. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. What we got? Uh, yeah, nothing. Last last tweet. Well, was, that'll um... be a way to keep me in the loop. Send me a send, lob me a text and a, or, or a message or whatever. Just let me know if there's any explanation whatsoever for this. So. Yeah, I don't think there will be a particularly good one. There we go, mate. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for your time. I'll catch up with you later. Thank you, mate. Cheers. That's it for this week's episode. So thank you once again very much indeed for downloading and listening to BlazePod. And thank you also to NordVPN, who sponsor this podcast. NordVPN is a service that I use to stay safe online. They encrypt my traffic on both web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites, apps, or public Wi-Fi networks when I'm working on the move or trying to keep up with the latest Blades news on my phone. NordVPN also make it really easy for me to switch my virtual location. It takes just one single click. That gives me access to all the streaming platforms that are not available in the UK. If you're an online person, you probably know what I'm talking about. But for example, Netflix overseas, Hulu, HBO documentaries, the kind of stuff that is not available in the UK, you can get access to with just a single click through NordVPN. NordVPN is also fast and secure costs the equivalent price of just one cup of coffee every month uh, for which i get premium cyber security they also have a special offer for bladespod listeners of course all you need to do is head to nordvpn.com bladespod or use the code bladespod when you sign up and you will get 73 percent off your plan plus a bonus gift it is a limited time offer for this month so do not wait around head to nordvpn.com bladespod today That's all for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Take care and we'll be back soon.